Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 152 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is Marit Pihajavi. Marit is an engineering manager for F-Secure, leading a team while continuing with hands-on testing and programming. In 2016, Marit was awarded a Most Influential Agile Testing Professional Person and has spoken at events in 25 countries, delivering close to 400 sessions. Marit is also author of two books, Mob Programming Guidebook and Exploratory Testing. So Marit, can I ask you to expand on that brief intro and tell us a little bit more about yourself? I've been working with uh, things related to testing for 25 years, and it still has been only in the last couple of years that I've started to really understand kind of what drives me in this industry. And the whole phrase around being a feedback fairy is, is really a lot what I do. I actually learned that that's my identity uh, on a conference speaker's dinner when someone was asking me to explain what I do for my work for someone who isn't in the industry. That was kind of a weird question. I, I completely didn't have an answer. So after a bit of an introspection, I realized that, you know, kind of like a fairy, I come with the gift of feedback, usually with a smile on my face. And that's quite different from what the users would do if they find the same kind of problems that I often have to find. Yeah, it's a different perspective, isn't it? You're, you're providing information that decisions can be made around, whereas yeah. a user is going to come back and tell them what's wrong and why it's not good for them. Yeah. Uh, so, Marit, can you share a career tip with us, one that maybe the listeners need to know and perhaps don't? The one thing that people should remember is that they can craft any job they're given to the job they want to have. And for me, this often shows as kind of like, um, I talk about being a tester and many people say that testers don't do things that I do. And yet I have been, and I still very much identify as a tester. So clearly I've been crafting my work to look more like me, look more like what the companies actually do need, not what they ask for. And there's a lot of power, at least in my experience, in the idea of you can tweak your work just a little, just to be a little better than, than what uh, is expected of you. Sure. So you bring additional personal values to what you do, presumably. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do. Uh, also, I find myself crafting things like um, I put together testing and management quite much already before I became a manager. I realized that uh, as I took the manager title about six months ago in my, my current job, I was already actually doing almost all of the work that I ended up accepting. So there's often work that nobody volunteers to do. And if it is something that you enjoy and you know that you would be good at that, you don't have to wait for being assigned to do that work. You can volunteer. And a lot of times you find that uh, when you do something, you don't need to ask for permission. You can be ready to apologize later on, but you don't have to <laughs> apologize for doing a good job. Exactly. That's very true. Yes. So um, 
yeah, going ahead, doing what you think needs to be done and, and looking for forgiveness later. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Marie, can you perhaps tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? About 10 years ago, well, I've been going around a little bit different kinds of companies and, and working in different kind of context because that's something that I'm really fascinated with. About 10 years ago, I was working in this one company that uh, was a contractor and uh, and customer. I was on the customer organization side, and I was responsible for this multi-million testing effort, acceptance testing effort for this big relevant system that had a large number of users. And within that role, my then manager uh, kind of helped me see what my role was supposed to be. And they helped me see that uh, I wasn't supposed to be hands-on testing, but I was supposed to be preparing for these discussions in the boardrooms, uh, you know, summarizing metrics, showing how testing is going, showing when the quality is bad with all kinds of metrics. And this is basically what I did. I didn't spend my hands on the, the application much because that was what was asked of me. And I remember particularly one day when uh, a big decision was about to be made. We had trouble with quality and we were all like, there were three different customers. All of us had representatives going into the meeting in the boardroom and at the door, the contractor told two of us that they can't come in because they were representing companies that they considered competitors. So out of the three of us, I was the only one who could get in with all of the metrics that we had been collecting. There was a lot of work related to that. And that particular boardroom session is something that I will probably always remember as that's where uh, the company lost multiple millions of euros in that argument that I had prepared well for. And I am convinced in hindsight that if I would have spent my time, rather my hands on that application, I would have had better arguments to win that. I could have told the stories of real problems and real things. And I did a disfavor to the whole project doing what I was asked to do, uh, delivering these, these metrics. So a lot of times kind of, I find that um, I was now in, in defense, they were in the offense and playing the defense is actually a lot trickier because, well, you need to figure out what the other's moves are and then respond to them. And being hands-on uh, with the, the real information on what does the application do, what it's capable of, it gives you a lot better uh, chances of maneuvering in that kind of situation. It does, definitely. So you're in a position where you had all the information, but not necessarily the, the understanding or the context behind it. Yes, all right. So, Marie, can you perhaps take us to your career highlight or greatest success and tell us about that? In many cases, I feel like there's highlights on every single week. Uh, the work in this industry is so much fun, and I think that's the best thing that I really like. But as for the things that I try to do and the things that I try to achieve is, is I look for impact a lot. And I find that one of the major impacts that I seem to be looking for nowadays is kind of finding these this, uh, regular releases, the lever of uh, how do we get to a place where releasing daily or at least weekly would be possible, that we wouldn't be having this cadence and a cycle. So I was working in yet another company 
And uh, I was actually troubled a lot with the way we were uh, doing our testing. Uh, I was often finding that me and the developers, we were testing on the end and there was a lot of quality problems. We actually were measuring the, the visible error rates in that company, like from the logs, how many end users would see problems. And 18% of end users were seeing problems at a time when I joined the company. So I could find some of them, so I could already help with those numbers. But also still I had trouble with this kind of like end of project, end of delivery, end of two-week cadence, where there was always changes done to the last minute. And then it was kind of like a chase against the time. So we introduced this idea of releasing on a daily basis, and it completely changed the world. I've, I've done the same thing now with my current job, which is very different. Like this previous job was a small uh, web-based application for some number of users. My current job is some millions of users and individual end-user Windows computers dispersed around the whole world. So uh, it's been a really different thing to, to do in my current job, but I still feel like getting that done and seeing how much it changes the practicalities of how do we develop software. That's the, the career highlight that I have. Sure. So sometimes I feel like it's a good place when you can de uh, deliver at least weekly, rather daily. It's a soul-sucking place when you have to be doing things uh, on, on two-week interval. Because again, there's still the little bit of a, a, a going up and, and trying to, to finalize the release in the end, whereas as the good place doesn't have that. And if you really have to release only once every six months, that's almost like being in an insane asylum in my experience. <laughs> yes, I think a lot of us have worked in those <laughs> companies and industries, definitely. But yes, so the, the improvement in um, delivery of releases, presumably there are, there are fewer problems being experienced by the end users. Yeah, and it's not just that the testing finds the problems easier. It's just that we don't introduce the problems in the same scale. They don't accumulate in the same scale. So a lot of times this ends up kind of like with me having to explain to people that that a pool is really not the same thing as like, you know, like a bathtub. It's not just a bigger bathtub. It's it's well, both of them are containers of water, but a pool, the things you do with a pool are kind of different what, than what you do with a bathtub. Yeah. Like you don't have a bathtub party. Well, at least it's a small crowd if you do that. Or you don't have a, a bathtub guard, but you definitely do have a, a pool guard. And a lot of the practices and what does testing, what does development look like? What are these practices that we get to introduce? They are completely different when you're living in that bigger container type of thing, which the continuous releasing enables. Okay, so Marie, can you tell us what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT? The main thing that excites me is, is the possibilities of doing something to improve our impact. So whatever we build, that someone actually wants to use it and that we don't waste money on kind of the extra maneuvers around it, but we would learn to focus more, actually investing in the, the impact. And I really love the idea of, of starting to use much more than we today use the, the machine learning related technologies in figuring out what we could shortcut in what we do nowadays and how we can add stuff that we're missing now because we don't have enough time or energy for that. Yeah. 
that are all good points. And of course, it ties in with what you were saying earlier about the increase and improvement in speed of delivery as well. Okay, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? I think so. Okay. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? So I've been allergic all of my life, and I was convinced I want to be a a chemist. And my doctor told me that's going to kill me. So I needed to figure out something else to do. And the other thing that I really kind of get attracted to in many ways is connections with people. And people around software development were really nice. And I've got this sense of we're doing and building something together. And that feeling of achieving something in a, in a group of people is what really draw me in and, and keeps drawing me in still. What is the best career advice you've ever received? That would be that I don't have to be perfect. I have to just be myself. So I needed to deal with self-criticality. I did this 360 assessment on what people around me thought, and I thought that I was a complete failure. And the advice that I received from my boss after that, it's been invaluable for years. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? I would do many things in the same way except I would test without test cases. So exploratory testing is something that I would want to start right away instead of having a slow start with test cases. Sure. And that's a particular interest of yours, presumably, given you've written a book on the subject? Yes, that's definitely an interest. Also, I'm teaching that to a 17-year-old nowadays, so it's definitely something that any new starter can learn and that makes them so much better at what they're doing if they're testing focused. What career objectives are you currently focusing on? I'm trying right now to figure out a way of multiply the R&D team's impact by making people feel responsible without a product owner. So I've removed a product owner. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Probably that would be things around testing, breaking illusions, both in myself and in others. We are very stuck in the ideas of what we think is true. And sometimes telling yourself to try things that you're sure that don't work is the best thing you can do. Marie, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? I would say you should pay attention to your impact. There's two parts of the impact and you really need to balance those. You can be productive. Basically, you can do things that make you do some of the tasks, some of the work that needs to be done. Or you can be generative and you can be helping multiply other people's impact. So finding a balance in this is what you should do. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? I prefer uh, LinkedIn as a method of connecting me. So uh, just find me there. Maret Pyhäjärvi, and connect with me there. Uh, also, I have a website, maretp.com. That's a kind of like a landing page to get where I might be. And I'm very active on Twitter. So Maret P, M-A-A-R-E-T-P on Twitter. Maret, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Thanks. It was great being here. As always, my thanks go to my guest on today's show. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website 
which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e and then the number of today's episode. I also want to thank you for your continued support. It's always great to hear from listeners, particularly when they have suggestions about potential guests or ways to improve the show. And this was one of the reasons for creating the new IT Career Energizer Community Facebook group. I'm really excited about taking the podcast forward and I hope that you'll continue to support and listen to the show as it continues to change and evolve. Thanks for listening and remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.